welcome to our Kingdom Culture Podcast. For today's message, we are thankful for what God is doing through this podcast to encourage and transform lives around the world. If you have a story to share about how God has encouraged or transformed your life through this podcast, we would love to hear about it by emailing us at mystory@kingdomculture.ca. If you would like to support this ministry financially to help us bring messages like this to you every week, you can do so online at kingdomculture.ca at the Give option. We also would love to connect with you on our social media, on Instagram and Twitter at KC Ottawa, and Facebook at Facebook slash Kingdom Culture Ottawa. We pray that you would experience God today and be encouraged through today's message. Enjoy! Over the last seven years of being mobile, I've learned that sometimes it's better to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. We've had moments where we would not have had experience on a Sunday morning if we wouldn't have just done it and just been like, hey, God, like pray for their hearts to be softened and for grace. So our lead pastors actually have no idea that we are actually uh, kind of taking over this moment right here, right now. Um, my wife and I have actually been a part of, uh, not KC, but, you know, Pastor Sean, Pastor Michelle's journey for, you know, over, what, 18 years now. I knew Pastor Sean before uh, he even knew Pastor Michelle, and my wife knew Pastor Michelle even before she knew Pastor Sean. And so we've called KC home for 10 years, but even before that, NR, the young adults uh, group, was one of the uh, places that we called home. And so, um, yeah, I'll let you share your... Yeah, so this is the official takeover, and we will be doing kind of an interview-style conversation this morning, so surprise! Yeah. <laughs> Don't be mad! Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, we just really want to yeah, celebrate, you know, not only the journey of Kingdom Culture over the last decade, but just really honor our pastors and the journey, their spiritual growth over the last 10 years. And so we'll be interviewing you this morning. Surprise. So not to put you in the hot seat, but we're going to put you in the hot seat. So if you could join us on stage. Yeah, it's been really exciting over the last 10 years. Of... Uh, you can sit here in the throne, and then your better half can sit over here in the other throne. Um, I had really no idea. Really no idea. Really had no idea. I, had like, I had a word this morning, too, you guys. I had like a word, so you gotta come next week. I know. We're giving you a good break this week. You know, you get a whole other week of holidays. Don't need the message prep. Keep it for next week, and it'll be super good. Yeah, Eduardo sent us a pic, uh, uh, screenshot of your comment. Like, man, I have a word. And both my wife and I were like, oh, Lord. Uh, please come to this grace. Hopefully, you know, things go well. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, our pastors are honestly too humble to uh, brag about, do we have another, where's the other mic? Oh, here it comes. Thank you. Uh, you know, they're too humble to toot their own horn and just, you know, brag about their journey, you know, and so we want to brag for them this morning and just kind of really take their journey and put it on display uh, for you guys just to really see that it's not just what you see on the Sunday morning, but it's so much more than just that. And so we, we want to toot their own horn. We want to celebrate them this morning, celebrate you guys, because you guys are incredible people, pastors, leaders, friends, parents. And so, um, yeah. And so I know that this morning there is something for each and every person uh, who is here this morning to just grab with some gold, some wisdom from, uh, you know, their life journey, their church journey, what it looks like to lead a ministry. So feel like, please, please, please come expecting, be prepared to receive something that you can take home with you and just chew on and apply it to your own life. Yeah, so 
you know, we have a lot to cover, so we're just going to get right into the serious stuff right away. And, you know, we just want to recap the last 10 years. Like, guys, it's been 10 years. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. So much has happened. You know, it all started when Patricia King legally handed over the charitable organization, as we all know, as Kingdom Culture today. Yeah. And in 20... And that was 15 years ago. 15 years ago. Yeah. So you'll, you'll have to, you know, give us a little bit of grace on the actual numbers here and there, but... We did our best. <laughs> but in 2012, yeah. Bill Prankard, you know, passed on the church, the local church, and you guys became the lead pastors of Kingdom Culture 10 years ago. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. And exactly. And fun fact, you gave birth to Ezekiel that same night. <laughs> yeah. Ezekiel is 10, and our family van is 10. Our van is 10, and he so is 10 <laughs> at the church. Yeah, and you know, throughout the last decade, we have done so much. Kitten culture, the two of you have accomplished a lot. And so just to recap a little bit about what we've done, you know, we've hosted countless guest speakers. We've launched the School of Daniel. Uh, we've had so many outreaches, so Holiday Dream, Easter Egg Drop, the turkey giveaways. Back to school. Back to school. Just so many of them throughout the years. We've gone mobile. We've seen yeah. 14 venues. 14. 14. <laughs> uh, you know, and then you've had four kids. Yeah. That's crazy. You've published a book. You're writing a second. Becoming a black belt. Becoming a real estate agent. And, you know, you've led hundreds, if not thousands of people. Oh, and build bodybuilding competitions. Can't oh, forget yeah. those. You know, so... Come on, guys. Like, do you see how much we've accomplished as Kingdom Culture, our pastors? So we just want to really celebrate the story of Kingdom Culture this morning. We want to celebrate the story of our lead pastors. But most of all, we really want to honor and celebrate the author of this story, which is yeah. God, obviously. Yeah. And, yeah, so we just want to really celebrate and honor the whole journey this morning. Yeah. And there is definitely some people, some really important key people in our lives, in your journey in the last decade, who really would have loved to be here this morning, but they can't. But they do, uh, they did share videos. So throughout this experience this morning, we're gonna be sharing some videos. And we, we can look, people. there's the TV over there yeah, for us. Yeah, they'll be shown there too, but uh, yeah, they just really wanted to be here this morning, so they're just sharing a few, a few words for us. So uh, without further ado, let's cue video number one. Sean and Michelle, I am so excited for you. I'm so excited for your generation. I've always loved you. And Sean, from the first time I met you, I knew that you were a champion, called of God in this generation to, to run your race and to, to lift up the banner of his righteousness, of his truth, of his love, of, of his compassion, of his kingdom so that your generation can live in the reality of a, of a true Jesus and kingdom culture. And you have lived it and you are that and you've paid the price and you've been faithful. And I'm so grateful that God has placed you where he's placed you in our nation's capital, you know, in a pivotal place worldwide. What you're doing is going to have results, not only a dominion that will be from sea to sea, but that will fill the earth with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Your journey will not be without its hurdles to overcome. You will have your mountains to climb. You'll have your obstacles to, to face, but you will do well because God plus nothing equals everything you need. 
Everything you need to finish strong is in the Lord and in your love for him. And so I bless you as champions in the Lord. I bless you as his champions. I believe in you. I love you. And I bless you. And one thing for you to remember all the days of your life as you move forward to serve him is this. He loves you. He truly loves you with an everlasting love. He really, really does. God bless you all. Hey there, happy anniversary to Pastor Sean and Michelle. What a blessing to be able to take this opportunity to, to just bless you and to rejoice with you over all that the Lord has done in and through your lives. And I've been really honored to know you for many years and, and to watch your ministry development and to watch the way that you have walked in integrity and that you have overcome a lot of hurdles. You have walked in honor when it was hard and you've had this fresh faith to see God move and it's so beautiful. And you've been steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And I'm so proud of you. So I'm glad to celebrate with you. We can't be there um, up in Ottawa. We're here in Arizona. But you know, there's no time or distance in the realm of the spirit. And I just want you to know that I'm so proud of you. Couldn't be prouder. And I know that in the coming days that you're even going to see more acceleration. You're going to see growth. You're going to see increase because of your faithfulness. You have put seeds of faithfulness in the ground that are going to produce a great harvest. And you know, we need right now, we need to be close to God more than ever before. There's treachery out there in the world. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. But in the kingdom, oh, we serve a God who is so full of power, who is so full of blessing. And that's what you carry in your lives, unknowing who the Lord is, how to raise the bar, how to release his goodness in the midst of a day that is so challenging. I believe that you and your house and the whole ministry that you have there is going to live under an open portal. You know, it's like Goshen. You're living in a Goshen and all this stuff is going on around you, but you're finding that place of beautiful ministry in the Lord from him to him for him through him it is going to be an amazing season for you so i want to give you one of my favorite scriptures ephesians 3 20 it says now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think according to the power that works within you so dream big in him oh i dare you to dream big bigger than you ever have dream big and look at the harvest that is available out there. Look at the power that he wants to release through you so that people can know him. Uh, there's no end to what you can believe for. So I just want to invite you to even a greater challenge than ever before to believe him for great things. Dream big, live big in him. God bless you both. Love you. Wow. Let's switch. Let's switch. You should be in, the, in wow. the center seat here. And you should be in the center seat as well. Yeah, no, because it's about you. It's about you. Sorry, we kind of... Wow. Like, like, yeah. I know, but you're, you're the people in the hot seat. You're the center right now. So, you know, 
what an incredible woman of God that you guys have had in your life. You guys have multiple times said how she uh, really is like a spiritual mother to you guys. And so, you know, she mentions that the name Kingdom Culture, we see Kingdom Culture. Over the last 10 years, what moments can you remember that have affirmed the name Kingdom Culture to you guys? That's a great question. I think that's just from the beginning, it's always been our heart, even before I met Michelle, just when we started, when I started the School of Daniel, um, and I started traveling as an itinerant, like I said, the organization itself was 15, but I really started 20 years ago. I started traveling, and, um, well, thank you. So generous. Was that coffee? Love language. Boom. (laughs) Um, But I, I, yeah, I feel like it's always been in our heart that, like, that's what it's all about, people experiencing the kingdom of God in their life in a real transformative way. And that's what drove me to the street. Some of you know my story. Like, I learned to hear the voice of God on the street, like, hanging out in the club, the bar, learning how to bring my faith into those environments. So that's always been the heart. We didn't have the language like kingdom culture, but we knew we were called to develop a culture at some point. We didn't know that the church, a church community aspect would be a part of it until later. And I don't think Michelle knew either. When we got married, we weren't doing, the church wasn't a part of our our focus. We were in a church, but it wasn't part of our, we weren't leading a church. And so. so. And I think for us, like the way, you know, kingdom culture, how the name is fitting for our culture, Absolutely. our church. Absolutely. I feel every time we've been through some challenging times, it's like the kingdom would manifest. Whether it was personally, whether it was in your lives, the testimonies we would hear, it was always like, wow, how is this going to happen? And then, like, just even if it's last minute, it was like God would just show up and bring like a solution. Or even during the pandemic, how, like, you know, we should have, like, we could have been, like, a recipe for us to, like, close our doors. But right. we've thrived and we've prospered. Like, everything is so upside down with us. I feel yeah, like. And for sure, for sure. Right? Like a kingdom is upside down, and I feel like God is the kingdom. And I feel like there's so many times where God has just showed himself faithful over and over again. And it's not always on our timing, because the kingdom is just wild like that. But it, it, but God's been faithful like that. And so many yeah. times I'm like, sometimes when I go through those challenging times, I'm almost thankful for it because that's when like the kingdom's so highlighted. Wow. It's so highlighted. Like when it's going good, it's good. But when you go through the challenging time, that's where you're brought to your knees of the goodness of God. And you're like, wow, wow. God, wow. you're so good. Wow. You pull through again yeah, and yeah. again and again. And so he's just been so faithful that way. Well, if I can just add to this, it, this is like a side thing because I want to stay this at the forefront. I just want to thank you all for doing this. This is very yeah. shocking. I'm complete support. Like this is completely <laughs> a hijack, really legit a hijack. Like I had a word this morning that I was Success. excited to give, but this is awesome. And I and I feel like it's a rebuke for me. And I'm just gonna be honest with something right now. I yesterday I had a friend, pastor friend of mine, was at my house and we were talking, and I was like, yeah, tomorrow we're celebrating our. our you know, 10 years as a church community, you know, and uh, he's like, oh, are you excited about it? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I was kind of, I honestly, I responded kind of indifferent in the sense of like, I know we're doing like a barbecue, like, I don't know what, like how we're celebrating. And I was kind of indifferent about it. Um, and it's like another day. 
And he stopped and he looked at me and he, he actually said these words, I rebuke you. This is okay, like a Peter and Jesus moment. He said, I rebuke <laughs> you. He's like, this is what he said to me. He said, we spent so much time celebrating, in a sense, the drama, managing the problems, dealing with the stuff that makes you want to give up. And we don't celebrate enough the milestone moments. He's like, you've already broken a statistic twice because most churches don't last more than five years. So you've already broken a statistic twice over and you went through a pandemic. And you're navigating craziness. So I just felt rebuked. And I felt that rebuke was confirmed when I came into the room again, just feeling this celebration. I feel like that's kingdom. And so thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, thank you for your service and your heart for Jesus over the last 10 years. Um, you know, when I think of a, a Bible verse or a story in the Bible that kind of reflects your journey, you know, your heart uh, is the story of Joseph. And Joseph's journey, when I think of it, when I read it, I think of highs and lows, promotion, demotion, you know, sacrifice, slavery, and but never losing sight of the vision, never losing sight of the promise. And so, um, you know, I feel like when you guys, uh, it's also a story of promotion and acceleration. You guys took over the church um, 10 years ago. It was supposed to be a five-year process, but it turned into, correct me if I'm wrong, two and a half years. Um, and it was really a moment of acceleration and promotion. And all of a sudden, you guys had unforeseen circumstances that came up. And you really had to adapt and change how your season looked moving forward to not lose sight of the vision, to not lose sight of the promise. And so how did you guys protect that? How did you guys maintain the value of the calling of God on your life in that season? Well, I know for me, I, like promises, like, you know, I, I share the story. I'm not going to give you the finger, but this is my wedding. This is my fourth finger. See this ring? No one's laughing. I'm not giving you the finger. It's my laughed, fourth I finger, I promise. I'm just showing you. This ring was a promise that was, someone gave me this ring right before that moment happened. And it was a promise that God was in the journey. Before he even, before the person who gave me the ring even knew that it was going to speed up two and a half years, yeah. he felt to do it as a sign that God would provide whatever the need was and above and beyond the need for the next season of leadership. Yeah. And he had no idea. Seven days later, we found out we were taking over two and a half years early. Seven days later. Wow. Wow. And... This ring was a sign for me that, like, God was in it. And so those things, those rings are given along the way. And I think when you want to and you're struggling to see the end of the tunnel, you remember moments like these. And I had a lot of moments like these. Yeah. I'm sure you did too. We both did. That just kept us moving forward. Kept us moving forward. And really, you have to rely on God for it. You can't rely on people. Right. One of the things that I, I, I've learned is, like, and I, this is not like a, a diss, but sometimes the loudest voices are the discouraging ones. Wow. Wow. It, and it's true. Like, I, I probably heard more times just give up, quit, do something else, than keep on going. Because sometimes that's just the way it is. And so you can't rely, when I, when I say that, because you can't, God doesn't want us to rely on people for our substance to keep moving forward. He wants us to rely on His Word. Because people yeah. will move around and people won't always voice what they think. And when you don't have that, what do you have? You have your relationship. And we had a lot of voices saying, keep going. 
I know for all of you guys, there's people email, texting. We had so many people, but sometimes the negative ones could be loud, right? The loudest voices yes, usually. Yeah. Exactly. But we've had lots of people encourage us along the way. All the texts, all the emails, all the little side like, hey, like we've without the community, we seriously, it takes a community, it takes you guys. It takes everybody together to make this happen. And I know for me, I'm a little bit more present moment. I'm a little bit more, <laughs> I don't know what you yeah, yeah. <laughs> It has its ups and it has its downs and it has its positive side. And for me, it was like, I live in the present very much. And so for me, as long as God didn't say, stop, I won't stop. So I'm like, if things look like a whirlwind, well, God, you didn't tell us to stop. So you're going to make a way. Here's your... You're gonna. This is your church. I always say, "Well, God, this is your church." Like we hold the church like this with open hand, the whole time. You have to, and I think that's the safest way to be with anything in your life, with your job or your anything. You op- you hold it with open hand. You're like, at any time, you could take that away, and I'm okay with it because I only want to do what you have for me, and I only want to do what you're co-laboring with. I don't want to do this alone. So it's kind of like, here's a church. Here's in our hands. And you could take it away, and I'll trust that that was the best thing for us in the community. And you could, and if, if it's still there, then it's the best thing for us, yeah. right? And it's we're oh. going to keep going. And so I guess it was. It's never to, God never said to stop. So, so you, you were just stop until God said so. You were just obedient. You guys were committed. This yeah, is what God's sure. called on our on our life, for and sure. just committed. Your hearts were in it. I have way so, more fear of God than anybody else. Yeah, because you can't. Pandemic and anything else, I have way more fear of God. Like I'm accountable to Him. I answer to Him. Yeah, like if you live your life always being like before God, like being integral with Him and being honest with Him and faithful and just being like I'm right with you. I think you're. He'll guide your steps. I think I think people give up in any career, any relationship, anything because of discouraging moments, and I think. We, we do that because we base our view of if something is right or successful by the process often. We say, well, if, if there's discouraging moments and these things are happening and these things aren't happening, then it must be a sign that we need to get out. And so when we do that, we let all the stuff direct our lives versus him direct our lives. And it's all of, that's like what she said, like obedience and surrender. Like if we keep surrendering to him, that stuff will move out of the way. But there will always be stuff. Yeah, that's so good. Like, especially, I feel like that was such gold. You yeah. know, especially as a leader, just having that, that truth, that revelation of having the fear of God before the fear of anything else. Like, I hope you guys grab that this morning. That's such a good gold nugget. So thank you. And I know you kind of mentioned, you know, some promises and keeping a hold of those promises. But, you know, sometimes God gives us the promise, but then... It doesn't always come in the package that we expected it to come, you know, and sometimes we're holding on to the promise, we're holding on to it, God delivers, but it didn't look like what we thought it would look like, so sometimes we disqualify the move of God because it looked different than we, what we expected, and, you know, especially in the beginning, you guys could have maybe lost sight of the promises with, you know, you had a really intense health journey at the beginning, you took on a local church. You guys had to navigate 17 or so employees at the beginning. And there were just a lot of unforeseen circumstances and hard decisions that you guys had to make. And so what kind of mindset did you have to keep in order to stay grateful for the promises?
I, for me, it was that I had to remind myself that the God in me was bigger than the mountain in front of me. Because everything felt like a mountain in the beginning. So I always had to remind myself, like, if God's called me to it, he'll always lead me through it. And the God in me is always bigger than the thing that feels big in front of me. And so I think with that mindset, you just, you, you keep, there's an element of discipline to it. Like, and no, one, no one in this room is ever going to have a measure of, like, perseverance or success in life in any area of life if they don't discipline themselves to move through things when they don't feel it. You know, like I remember in the beginning, like when we had like we had three kids under the age of three, and when we took over, it was I guess under the age of five or four, and no, I think it was three, four and three, or yeah, three. Was three and a half. It's true, yeah. So three under the age of three, and like we had like honestly, and I had I had to travel on the weekends. I'd come back for Sunday. I would travel. I would speak just so that I could continue to support financially the local church. So I was like burning myself on both ends just to kind of keep things moving financially. And it, it was a tough season. And I was like pretty young and green. And I didn't really know a lot really what I was doing um, in a lot of ways. But I just kept moving because I, I knew that's what God wanted me to do. And so you just keep moving up the mountain because you know that the God in you is bigger than this mountain. So you just keep, you just keep stepping forward. Yeah. I think for me it was the people. It was like people like you who were just like... You're just like, okay, we're in this together. God always brings people along your path to, to, to link arms and that you're not, you never feel like you're building alone. Right. And so that was good. And that's the faithfulness of God. Like, that's the one thing I'm super thankful is that I never felt like we were building alone. I always felt like God brought people yeah. along the way. And um, those people, like, you know, whether, because it, it comes and goes and those people change and some people stay for a long time like you guys. But... Either way, I'm just as grateful. I'm just as grateful for those people, whether it was short-term, long-term, super grateful for them and the encouragement and how they've helped build. And so you never feel alone. I think that's what it is. You need com a community, yeah. the church, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the church. It's like, it's, we weren't just doing church, we're yeah. being church, right? So. Yeah, you guys have really been like, it sounds like it's a, it's a lifestyle of community and faithfulness and like fear of God. It's like a lifestyle even talking about the the name of the church is like it's just a lifestyle is basically what I would summon summarize it and so yeah yeah a lifestyle of of kingdom of kingdom culture yeah. Um, yeah community is definitely key and I know many of the people here can even say that they've met their spouses in community of the church in community of our connect groups so a little plug for our connect group <laughs> join a connect group all you single people, best place to meet your spouse. Group. If you're single in the house, put your hand up. We'll set you up. <laughs> Sign up for Connect Group. Especially. No pressure. Hey, Harley no pressure. Andrean will hit you up. The little matchmakers here. We, yeah. my wife has a 100% uh, success rate. She's connected two couples that are now married. One is second, kids. second time pregnant, and the other one is first time pregnant. So if you are ready to mingle, our, our matchmaking skills. Yeah. If you're single, group. let's mingle. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of community and people who have been in your life, who have been part of the journey, we have another video to show you guys. Happy 10 years. I can't believe it. You guys, you look like you're, I don't know, 20, 24 maybe, I mean, would you say? Most people develop a dad bod, but not Sean. Not you, Sean. Come on. Hiya. <laughs> 
you guys are amazing. But honestly, I, Caleb and I are. <laughs> That's Tiny Mike Sunday over here. My mic broke. So we're going to go TikTok here and like do the Tiny Mike Tuesday, but Sunday, because it's Sunday here. But anyways. Uh, but honestly, as friends, uh, because we are your friends, don't you forget it. Uh, we just are so inspired watching how you love one another yeah. in your marriage, how you love your children, your home, and then how that extends to this home, this beautiful family, yeah. the Casey family. We really love you guys. We love your whole church. And it's been just a privilege to watch you, you know, truly behind the scenes. We get to see who you are at home and it's just beautiful. We get to see the most beautiful Real side deal. of you. Real deal. 10 whole years, guys, 10 seasons. Loving like, people. All kinds of crazy stuff of loving people yep. and all the vision and the dreams poured out. We just love you guys so much. We We're believing that this is gonna be the beginning of a brand new decade for you. So hey, you're, Day one, year one of a brand new decade in front of you. We know that God's about to do something incredible. Yep. And so get ready. Get it was ready, get 10 ready. 10 generations of men before the flood of Noah. Mm. Get ready, somebody. God's about to flood this place with his presence. Cool. The next decade's gonna be just an incredible season in your life in Jesus' name. Yeah, we're so excited and we're gonna be around for it and in your corner cheering you on and journeying together, which is really awesome. I love that we're in the same city. I think that's pretty cool. It's the best. It is the best. It is the best. I'm very grateful for that. I love it. So 10 whole years, love you guys. Have the most, honestly, special, milestone, memorable, marked day in the house of God here together. Praying for all of you listening in. I pray that today you'd have so much faith for the days ahead. God is faithful. He's good. And he's taking you into something incredible. So we love you guys. Happy we 10 years. You. Celebrate 10 party. Years. Come on, somebody. Take Woo! a bite. It's going to be fun. Fun. <laughs> It's been a Sunday. We have no voice. Anyways, <laughs> I even try to build a, some biblical numerology, like 10 generations. And a, it's going to be fun. I tried, that was all the prophetic people there. Come on, guys. I'm trying. I love you. We love you. Bye. <laughs> they are so it's awesome. They are such an incredible couple. I, uh, I've had the opp opportunity to meet with them, hang out with them uh, over your birthday parties here and there. Um, and they have, especially Pastor Caleb, um, Pastor Sean have been best friends since you guys were born, basically, from birth. Um, basically brothers. And, uh, you know, there's a story in the Bible about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I really feel like their, their journey is a journey of loyalty uh, between the four of them. They really are, you know, the Bonnie to the Clyde, the peanut butter to the jelly. You know, all these moments where it's like you can't have one without the other. And so it's super cool to see that, you know, you guys have had this journey, this relationship and it's been a relationship of loyalty. You know, Daniel, at the beginning of the story of Daniel, it's basically, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar's like, interpret my dream or everybody dies. And so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego partner with Daniel and they start, you know, praying, interceding, getting the dream interpretation, getting the actual dream itself. And then they share it with Nebuchadnezzar. You know, another time they'd refuse, the four of them refused to bow to the golden statue. And you see other stories like this that happen throughout the story of Daniel, where it's Daniel is promoted, and then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because of their association with Daniel, they have also stepped into a promotion and stepped into breakthrough. And so how have relationships, I mean, you've touched on this a little bit already, how have relationships really propelled you into um, success? How have they been a key to your, to your success, your longevity, and your pushing of moving forward. 
Can I just say that was a great segue to a great question? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I like, was just thinking Whoa, the whole time. What's I'm happening so here? proud of you guys, both of you guys. I, I was thank you, thank you. <laughs> interview you. How did you get Seriously, to that place? Both of you guys, <laughs> look at you. Also, the no. mentors of my life, the mentors of my life, like you guys. Proper. I'm super impressed. That's what's prepping because it yeah. was a journey. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, no, you guys are all like literally the last prepared. like three months I've been like thank god I don't do this for a living and like uh, like uh, I, I'm like I'm so nervous and now okay some of this every week a fresh new message like, I, know. I don't know how you do it it's inspiring but at the same time like thank god it's not me and now I realize so many of you might not know this but I might be sharing a little bit too much but Pastor Sean has a small butter and so every Sunday right before he gets up on stage he has to go to the bathroom and it's like four, four or five times in the morning he'll go pee and I was like this morning I was super nervous I'm like oh I need to be. And I'm like, is this how Pastor Sean feels every morning? Like the, the nervousness, the butterflies, you know, and I just, yeah. So, but yeah. Thanks for I had to go pee before coming here. Okay. And I'm like, oh, I'll just go when I go to kid culture with the kids. And I really had yeah. to go. Oh, thank God. You weren't supposed to. We were like, make sure Pastor Michelle isn't so. serving our kids this Sunday morning. So, like. yeah. <laughs> You see me jetting right after yeah. the service. It's not because I don't love you guys. Now everyone's oh picturing gosh. us going yeah. to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. So uh, back to your question. Um, so how have relationships been a key to propel you into su- to success and into longevity? I know for me, I had the privilege of having great mentors very early on in my journey. And that was always instilled in me. Um, having mentors, having the right associations having the right environment. Um, it's one thing to have a good peer environment, and it's a whole other thing to have good mentor environment. And then you have like spiritual mothers and fathers that are like long-term. You may not talk to them every day, but they're there always. I think some mentors are more like coaches, and they can be seasonal, and they can be very specific. Coaches to marriage, I know Michelle and I have an amazing couple that we've been meeting for the last four years uh, that are, are marriage counselors. And we see them to this day. And it's, it's people like that. It's mentors in our life that keep everything moving forward. And I think you, you get that by pursuing it. And you, receive, you quickly see the benefits of it. And so you keep pursuing it because you know the benefits of it. It's not like you're trying to just move forward and be promoted in life by pursuing relationships, but it, it happens as a byproduct of being faithful right. and being open to receive and wanting, having a learning heart, having a, a, a teachable heart. I think that's so huge. I think, and promotion, things just happen. I, I am shocked at the people that really early on in my journey that I used to like look up to like majorly. I'm like, oh, it'd be so cool to meet them. And then I sat in their house and I'm like, I don't know how I got here. Wow. But in a sense, I do, because I just I've been faithful and perseverant over and over again wow. with the people that God has entrusted me with. Facts. And again, like I just said, like people has been key to this whole journey. Um, you know, all the the I can't even tell you how much impact there is when there is just these little voice memos, these text messages, these emails, or these. Yeah. People will hear it. You meet the faces that you're like, hey, even these short little conversations, sometimes it's quick. But it's like always you're like, this is why I do what I do. This is why I do what I do, because of the people. Because of the people. And I think it's always super important when you're in ministry or in life that you keep your your heart soft. 
a sense, right? Because that's that's what God wants in the end. He wants us to yeah. love people. And we can't love people with a hard heart. We have to keep it soft. And we all grow through stuff. And in church, we could get hurt. I'm sure all of you guys have hurt, got hurt at one point by the church even. Absolutely. Even more, more by the church, it hurts even more because you're like, yeah. you know, you expect something so perfect, right? So when you do get hurt by the church, it hurts deep. As in the world, you're like, you almost expect it, and you're like, of course it's going to be like that, right? So you're like, it doesn't hurt so deep. But in the church, it hurts a lot when we have these run-ins or disagreements or whatever. It happens to all of us, right? Somebody didn't say hi to us this week, or it doesn't matter what it is. Big or small, it's real for you. And um, it's important that we keep our hearts soft because in the end, we're called to love God, to love God and love people. And I mean, we could still have a, like a thick skin, you know, I always say soft heart, thick skin, you know, (laughs) but, um, you know, you keep loving because you know, like in the end, you're accountable to God comes back to that. And, um, my experiences, you know, there's certain things that are gems that you keep for you, but you're you're still called to pour out and encourage people, even though they might turn around and not take your encouragement. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that you stop and you're like, fine, they don't listen to me anyways. We're not going to encourage them again. It's not what you do. You continue to, because all the wisdom, all the encouragement that you have, all the good that you have to give to somebody comes from God in the first place. If I have an encouragement for you, or if I'm even happy to come and say hi to you, all the good things come from God. It comes from God. Who I am to withhold my smile. Who I am to withhold my how are you, my warmth, my loving you, because it comes from God first and foremost. It's, good. it's, awesome. it's for me to share. And to, and so, yes, we might get it. It may not come back the way we expected, but it's okay. God didn't say, you know, give only if it's going to come back to you yeah, the same yeah, yeah. way, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, exactly. And so, for me, it was uh, the relationship was everything. Uh, you guys, there's so many in this room so many in this room that you guys have encouraged us along the way and you have no idea we're always like oh thank you for your voice message or thank you for this or that and but it's like you have no idea how like thank you (laughs) it's like you have no idea how it impacts us like so much yeah even times when we'll be hanging out or whatever and he'll just like oh man like someone texted me and it was like it was just super encouraging the right moment at the right time and it's just, it's its really true. It may not seem like a lot of just like, hey, thinking about you. Hey, you know, we appreciate you. Or, you know, it's like, hey, like, you know, I'll have a conversation with somebody. And we'll be like, man, like, I'm really proud of our pastors. And I'm like, I'm really like, I'm, I'm glad I call Casey home. And it's just like, well, have you told our pastors that? Like, have you encouraged them? Have, because we as a house, we're called as a body of Christ. We're called to support our pastors. We're called to, you know, pray for our leaders. And, you know, so I would encourage anybody, if you guys ever have any moments where like, man, like, I have cool pastors, or I like my pastors, or anything that is encouraging. I know Pastor Sean and Pastor Michelle would love to hear that, like they just mentioned, and they are approachable um, throughout a Sunday. And so do not hesitate to encourage them with, you know, thank you for your leadership. Thank you for the word. Thank you for being consistent. Whatever it is that, you know, is on your heart in that moment. Yeah, and just to to expand on what you said, you know, you, you guys have had the privilege of leading people throughout hundreds of people that you've led and maybe even thousands maybe even thousands yeah 
sure like thousands and thousands yeah, and thousands because it goes beyond the yeah. <laughs> but it goes Both beyond the you know with all the yeah before you were married yeah and you know one word one prophetic word that kc the house has received is that we would be a house that sends people out um but one thing that we've learned especially to the last few years is meeting people can get a little complicated sometimes you know we have like you said our emotions get involved and it can get a little complicated and so just to expand kind of you've kind of touched on it but just to expand a bit more you know when people leave whether it's well or poorly sometimes, uh, what's one lesson that's really remained consistent throughout that journey? I know for me to not live for the approval of men. This is a, a struggle with a lot of us in the room. We, When that stuff happens, we really, I think our response, whether it's good or bad, can really be a reflection of are we living for an audience of one or this feeling of acceptance? Because sometimes people's, let's say people leave that you love so much, you can feel rejected. Like, I'm not a good enough person for them. I'm not a good leader. You know, you can take it. And this goes with friendships too, right? Like friendships go through stuff. You can take it. One of the pe people in the friendship could take it as like, I'm the problem. And like we always grow from those moments, whether it's, like I said, good or bad, like a good transition or a, tr a tough transition. I think that our response usually is a revealer of where we put our trust sometimes. Uh, so for me, it's always a thing. It's like, man, and like I don't think we ever are perfect in managing that because, like I said, it's emotion involved, right, in love. and But it's, it's an ongoing thing. The way I see it is, again, God called us to this, and everybody has a journey. Everybody's on the faith journey. And the way I look at it is when somebody comes to our church, I don't know, they're, they're supposed to be at our church for such a time like this, but it's like, it's almost like when they're here, we, get, we give of our hearts to these people. And then sometimes it's like they gotta go. And I played, the way I look at it, I have to look at it like I played a part in their faith journey. Like I played a part. It's not like I'm trying to keep this person and be that one person for the rest of their faith. I've been to a church where I was there for a couple months. Then I left and then went to another church for a couple of months and something very key happened there. And then I moved on and then I, I'm here. But I mean, all those places have played a major role in the development of my faith. All of them have. Yeah, yeah. So I don't necessarily look at it like I try not to take it personally. Right at first, you could be like, oh, did we do something wrong? But we forget that these are souls that are on a faith journey. And God takes each and one of those little souls and being like, I need you here right now. You need something here. You need something here. You need something here. And they go about their times. And sometimes, God, maybe you should have stayed here for a bit. And you. It doesn't matter. God's grace will cover that, and God will still have a plan for that person, yeah. right? And so it, if you, I, th I think if you don't, you, you look at it like it's like there's a train going, and somebody had to stop at this church. It's like we got a moment of impact on you yeah. in your lifespan. It's like how cool is that? Yeah. That was so well said. Right? That was <laughs> so like, pastoral. That's so that was like the most pastoral <laughs> thing. Well, it's because for our kids, I feel like that's what I've said. I said, it's like you have a train and people will stop. Oh, 
quick stop here at KC and we'll have a cool impact, but then they have to go back on and they have to go somewhere else where God has a plan somewhere else. It gets hard on the kids sometimes, right? They don't always understand why people come and go. Like they're, they're heroes to me because I have the maturity and the grace to understand a big picture, but they're kind of just, they have a hit, they're bigger watching. hit. They're they, watching. They have a, yes, and they have a bigger hit because they don't have the maturity to fully understand. So you guys are the bomb. Shout out to my kids. They really are. Shout out to my kids, seriously. Um, our kids. Shout Her out kids. to our kids. I had no part to play seriously. in the process. <laughs> our kids is the best. Like, I always say that. And, and, and I just, you guys have been so faithful and so awesome and so strong and so brave and so courageous throughout all these years all of you guys have been and i'm so proud of you guys you guys still to this day get excited for church come on from the moment you guys were toddlers and you understand what going to church was to this day you guys are still excited about going to church and that means the world to us and for us that means god is in this god is in your life god is moving and um, that's a big for me that's a big testimony and with everything that they've lived and everything that they've seen, they are still loving church and loving people so wholeheartedly. And um, I know it's not always easy being a PK, <laughs> a pastor's, a pastor's kid. kid. And uh, but you guys are champions and rocking it. God, truly, God's grace is over your life, right? Yeah. You know, I was actually uh, the other day, other day, like a couple weeks ago, just scrolling through my phone and photos and videos, and I came across when you guys actually dedicated Harvest, and, you know, usually they wait for, you know, a guest speaker or somebody who's close to them who's going to be speaking to, you know, take that Sunday to just dedicate uh, their latest child, um, but it had been such a long time, and it wasn't going to be for a while, and so they brought up their kids, um, and they were so young, like, you know, still the squeaky voices, they hadn't matured enough yet to, like, you know, um, and it was just cool to just see, like, all the kids, you know, just you know, Ezekiel prayed over harvest and promised prayed over harvest and not to see them having grown up. You know, it's like, yeah, it's it's awesome. Like, I feel sad that they, they grow up, but it's like also exciting to see, you know, the the incredible leadership that they've had over their lives and how you guys have really honored them uh, throughout the process as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, incredible parents. And they will need to write a book on parenting because we'll need it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, some key people, too, who have been in your life for a long, long time really wanted to be here. But, of course, no, they live further away. So we'll just cue video number three. Hi, Sean and Michelle. It is Charlie and Shirley Robinson here in beautiful British Columbia. And we are just wishing you guys congratulations on the 10th anniversary of your wonderful, wonderful ministry and uh, you know what? We have lots and lots and lots of good memories to go back to. And I'm talking way, way back, talking about the school and uh, the first couple of times we met you. And of course, your friendship with Sammy has been so precious. But, um, you know, your, your, your ministry and, and, uh, and all the people that you've helped over the years and uh, mentored over the years. Amen. And uh, God has used you to be not just, you know, a good ministry friend, but a good friend. And uh, your, your kingdom culture is still 
going and on the move. And so we thank God for you guys on your 10th anniversary. Amen. And I want to add to that, that you uh, have a big landmark already done 10 years in ministry. That is just awesome. And so we congratulate you. And your other 10 years is even going to be better than your 10 years you're, you're celebrating right now. So be encouraged today and, and just treasure the moment and just take it all in. And then when, when you feel like you're, it, you, you're not victory, just listen to all of the videos, all of the encouragement, and you are going to make it another 10 years. Charlie? You know, and you know what, too? Um, Shirley and I have talked about it many times. Over the years, you know, we've had certain friendships in ministry, ministered in a lot of conferences. But, you know, when we've been hanging out with you guys, we've always had good times, too, and always and had a lot exciting. of fun. And it's exciting. Yeah, and it is exciting to see what God has done. And, and all the children even, that they have. And even even in the, the you know, the realm of finances, I yeah. just see a tremendous, tremendous breakthrough in heavenly finances that God is going to do in the next season worldwide, but especially for you guys. And, uh, and you know, uh, I just feel there's, there's uh, Sean, there's a lot more yeah. heavenly things that God is going to reveal to you in this season. And not only that, he's going to reveal to you and put together things that he showed you in the past, maybe even a few years ago that you hadn't, you know, you hadn't quite figured out yet, but in this season, God is going to put them together. He's done some of that for me in the last few weeks. I, I believe he's going to do it for you too. So I want, I want you to be encouraged. You guys have been a really bless, a real blessing to me and, and surely not only that to our son mm -hmm. and, uh, and many other people that we know. So yeah. God bless you guys and kingdom culture. Yes. And uh, thank amen. God for the 10 years you've had and who knows how many more years yeah. you're going to have. Amen. Yes. Amen. Okay. Bless amen. you guys. Yes. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Awesome. Love Charlie. We just so love good. the Robinsons. You know, they've been such a key part of, our, of your journey. And you've called them like a father figure. And now Sammy has been in the life of you guys in the church. So we're just so thankful for the Robinsons. And yeah, and you know, talking about father figures and partnering with, with God's vision. Part of that is creating fruit. And uh, like you guys have created incredible fruit aka your children <laughs> and like you said we just honor them we're so thankful for them and a little way to honor them this morning you know we just we, you guys have named them incredible names we have promise victory ezekiel and harvest so what are some promises that you're still believing for over your lives over the church a building for the church yes. come on come on so we just want to, I just want to reiterate this. We want to take this moment to kind of bring you guys a little bit more into the process of what it looks like to partner together, not just as, um, you know, bystanders, but as the body of Christ. You know, we as a house believe that we're moving together. And so we just want to invite you guys into the process of what it looks like to believe for the promises, you know, the, um, the house, whatever it is that else that they say. And so we just want to in really invite you guys into this moment of what it looks like to move as a unit, as a body, and not just as, you know, our pastor's vision. Continue. I, I say like, you know, we've been trying to, since even when we were in our own building, and we were in a commercial lease over here, over on Ogilvy. How many people remember that were in the building? God bless you. You're here. God bless you. It's awesome. We were over there, and uh, just over here, like 30 seconds, Costco actually is where we were. 
So you're like buying coconut oil in the aisle. Just remember, I had an encounter in that aisle. Lots of prayers. Lots of prayers. Yeah, we prayed. Costco is blessed because of us. No, but honestly, we were there. That's where we were. And um, they tore it down. Costco bought the hole and built. And like since we were there even, we were trying to buy a building. So 10 years that we've been trying to buy a building. But seven years as a mobile church that we've been actively trying to buy a building. We just put an offer on a building like two, like a month and a half ago. And it didn't pan out. And so we keep on knocking. We keep on knocking. And I think that's, if I was to say any, to be honest, any pain point that I have personally, it's not having our own building where we have the freedom to do whatever we want to do. That's the biggest pain point out of anything. I mean, you can... Start at like 10.30, yeah. guys, instead of 9.30. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone can get their beauty sleep. And don't forget, we had, a, uh, we had two services at Carleton University, one at 9.13 or 9.11 or whatever it was, 9.22 and yeah, 10.22. So we were even earlier at a harder venue to set up in. So don't forget that. But anyways, so... Um, so but, I was at 9 o'clock? Yeah, yeah, you were there. Anyways, but anyways, so... That's the biggest thing, I think, for us. Promise, we know. This ring is that promise. And so, you know, like I look at the, I read the, I can't give up on those things. I read the Bible. Like you can't give up on the, if you read the Bible. Because in the Bible, in God's book, we see these 25-year, 28-year processes. David, who was anointed to be king as a teen, did not sit as king over all Israel for like over two decades. Imagine that. Like, that's a, that's a process. Joseph. These processes. So I look at these guys, and I'm like, I don't want to be like Abraham. Like, man, like me neither, myself me neither. in the face. <laughs> I didn't want to be. But I, at the same time, I look at all these, these people, and I'm like, I can't give up on promises because I, I read the Bible. You don't read the Bible, you're going to give up because you have the world saying it should be this way. And it's just not always that way. So that's that's a promise. I know that's corporate for the house that I'm I'm believing for. Pastor Michelle, I agree with that. You agree with that? Yeah. Unity, unified. This is another thing that I've learned. Such gold from our leaders is they do not make a decision. Literally, if it's about a dollar or about ten thousand dollars, if they aren't unison, whether it's putting the brace for their fence on the inside or the outside, if it takes them. I built their fence, and it it's took awesome them like. Fence, by the way, if you want to get like a week, or a deck, or anything in your house done, <laughs> talk to Matt because he does amazing work. And it took them a week to decide to make the decision, but they were in unison and unity, and they made the right decision. That's generous. It was way more than a week. That's really generous. I'm pretty sure it was like a month. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Lots of conversation. Yes, promises. You know, we we really partner. Let's partner with that promise. Morning that we will have a building. We're, we're partnering, you know, we're united in that in that promise as well. We, we believe with you as a partner. And yeah, so talking about promises, what are some top three victories um, over the last 10 years? Like moments, not yeah. just um, broad so answer, but like testimonies. Yeah. For us, it's all the testimonies of people that are like encounter God, God heal, marriage restored a few marriage restored yeah. like you know those relationships when they're restored yeah that's really awesome that's like one of my favorite um the test a lot of good testimonies yeah 
so many. It's hard to like on the spot just pick one. Three. Three. You got three, three. options. Three options. Well, how about all the testimonies? Um, Be general. Some of the victories. <laughs> Uh, well, the fact that we're still here as a thriving church, mm. and I mean, thriving for us now looks very different than what, when we first started, what thriving would have looked like, Yeah, as what we see what thriving church is now. It's completely different. Like, it's wild. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. what we thought. It was like, I feel like we have a way more maturity, way more mature, mature understanding of what thriving church means now Absolutely. compared to when we first became pastors and what we thought a thriving church would look like so for me is the fact that we're a thriving church as well all the testimonies and <laughs> give me the eyes <laughs> I'm gonna let you say the third oh, one. Oh, I thought you were like. I feel like I'm stealing all oh, of the. Oh, you're accusing me. No, I, that's a hard. That's an amazing question. Honestly, I, I think all the people, the transformation in people. I think the marriages restored. We've seen so many marriages restored. The healing in people's bodies over the years. The deliverance that people have had. Like, I think just those. Like in general. Like that's why we exist. Right. That's everything. If people aren't encountering God, it's. It, it's worthless. Yeah. That's the point of community. That's the point of the church to come together, encounter God, and then touch the society, the culture around them. Yeah. That's the whole point. And so all of that, I think there's just thousands and thousands of stories. I would say, like, I would be remiss to just highlight one specific. I think just the people experiencing God in their lives in real ways. It's awesome. That's, that's to me, everything. It's awesome. Yeah, I kind of didn't think that you guys would be able to narrow it down to three, but I feel like, hey, we're going to put you in the hot seat. Might as well put you in the hot seat. So, Did we say more than three to you, or did we say two? Well, if you count all the testimonies of people's lives being changed, yeah. you're like okay. hundreds yeah. of stories. So multiplication, tenfold, hundredfold. Um, I, actually, I would say, like, honestly, to make it personal, I would say, like, you know, 2014, exactly eight years ago this month, Exactly eight years ago this month, Michelle was on her deathbed. Yeah. And we had three kids under the age of five or something at that point. And I thought I was going to be a single dad. And I remember being in the stairwell of the hospital because she was like ranked number two out of all the highest risk emergencies in the general hospital next to a guy whose insides exploded. And she was about to be rushed into emergency surgery. And I remember being in the stairwell talking to my finance guy at the time and my assistant pastor bawling my eyes out in a place of like, I don't know what I'm going to do and feeling like I could be a single dad in this moment. And I remember that not only the, our church and our staff, but leaders around the world begin to pray. And I remember for me, I shifted from like fear to joy and I began to praise God and she's here. Yeah. And not only just here, but but here, like, fully here, because she was going to have major life complications. That's what they said. The surgeon said she's going to live with major life complications. And not only did she not live with any of those complications, she ended up getting her black belt. She's a gold kickboxer now, and she is a brand-new human. Like, and we had another baby. And another baby. So, I mean, that like that's huge, because I don't remember. The first seven years of our ministry together as a married couple... When we travel, she'd be in bed 
half the time while I'm speaking. And it was torture for me. In the sense of like, how can I pray for the sick when my wife is like sick all the time? And so those first seven years, like God did something and now look. I remember when she came, came. yeah, when she came onto the stage that Sunday, the Sunday after she came out of the hospital, it was like pandemonium. Like place erupted. Do you remember that? It was like pandemonium. And I just felt like, man, we like this, the community, this is why community is so important. It just like lifts everything. And my kids were so young, they had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's to me the biggest win. The biggest win. Wow. Man, inspiring, inspiring. You guys are honestly a powerhouse couple. And, you know, their son, their only son, Ezekiel, his name actually means God strengthens. So, what would you say is Casey's greatest strength? I, from what I think I would look at what I hear the most said back to me. And I think what I hear most said back to me is authenticity in the culture, genuineness, depth, like real people that actually have a real relationship with Jesus, especially from like team and leadership. Um, That's what I hear all the time. Even the church community, like when people come here and you meet people, they're like, I just got prayed. Even somebody who's not on our team, like I got somebody prayed or gave me a word or... They're just, there's a depth to the people of this church, for sure. You guys are deep. <laughs> like, I, I said this, I was going to share a little bit about this, like, today, but I, and I'll probably share this next week, but I, you know, in my journey, like, I, if I had to trade, because there's been times when we were, like, like, five times as big as we are right now as a church, and if I have to trade, not that we have to in life, but if I had to, I would trade numbers for depth any day wow. of the week. Wow. And and I think I would always have would have said that principally, but now I really see it even more. And I would rather have big people than a lot of people that are small in the spirit. That's good. And so because they can't get big in the spirit yeah, over time. She's so pastoral. The culture, she, she's so diplomatic that's why we're and pastoral. Here she's like the peacemaker. This is what she's saying. She's thinking uh, everybody is twisting what I'm saying in her mind, so she's answering their questions. I know her. I know. She's like, uh, uh, <laughs> all the people that are offended by what I just said, she'll help correct and steer course correct. But honestly, like I I, I would say like I would ra- I'm just saying like that I want to see maturity. And that to me is like is huge. So I don't know what the, if that how is if that I'm totally off the question. No, it's the strength. So strength, I would yeah, say strength, 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 yeah, strength of the house yeah. is the people. Yeah. It's the depth. Yeah. It's the reality that everyone has a genuine relationship with Jesus. It's not just about religion showing up, but it's about community. It's about the people. It's about each other. It's about experiencing yeah. the blessing of Jesus. And can I say like this couple up here, like Andrea and Matt, like they're. Like, they're, like, an incredible, like, you guys, if you don't know them, they're, like, yeah. an incredible couple. Yeah. And they, like... It's because we've hung out with you guys for 12 years. They have been with us for a very long time. A little fun fact, because you released the fun fact about me, about my bladder. <laughs> little, but, like, they, 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 like, there was seasons when our kids were younger where, like, they, they would sleep at our house oh, every Saturday so night. Back when we had two services in the morning, especially, and then we, or we had three services. We had Saturday night, two on Sunday morning. They would sleep at our house every Saturday night to help with getting the kids out the door because I would leave early often or leave with Matt or whatever. And, 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 
like they served us yeah. so saw, hard. You guys saw the value of me being there at church. Like it was never just Sean. He always felt like the couple. It was important that we were there. And even when I had harvest and you would put her in your, the sling, you'd have like the sling. I'm sure people thought it was your baby. But <laughs> hey, she's mine the whole time. Oh, I thought. Yeah, no, seriously, like, you guys, like, really valued us, and I really appreciate that you guys saw me and valued me being there, and um, you just guys did, you guys sacrificed so much for us, and so much. we know it, yep. and you guys have been so generous in every sense of the word, and I, like, you know, God will bring you these lifers, you know, you know, I talked about the train, some people who are meant to be in your life for yeah. a short time, but I always encourage the kids, like, Gonna, you just need, you, there's going to be some that are going to be there for life. Don't you worry, you know? And I, I always think of you guys that's been there from literally from uh, before. Jason Upton. So you guys were there before we were even, when we were the, non, when we were the associate pastors. Yeah. Yeah. So we weren't even a pastor yet. We were the associate pastors. Yeah. We weren't even associate pastors. We were the youth pastors. Yeah. So you guys have been with us like, Young adult Wait, pastors. Like, like yeah. I don't think we know ministry, like local ministry, without you guys being there. Wild. Wild. Yeah, and I look back that time, it was crazy because we had young kids, but our kids would, like, we would have these new renaissance that was young adults, not youth. I've never been a youth pastor. Well, I'm not really, I'm not really a youth guy. Sorry. I'm more of a young adult guy. Sorry. I just want to clarify. I'm not really, like, I don't, but anyways, all I have to say is that we would stay, our kids would stay sleeping in the church till, like, 12, 1 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. In, like, the winter, we'd wake them up take them home and we do this all over again on Sunday multiple start like it was cra a crazy My kids season had a strict, like, a strict yeah. schedule they knew they were going to go to bed at 7 with that playpen with their blankie with those those stuffies they just with the soother they just didn't know where that playpen was going to be located yeah but they always knew that it was going to be at 7 o'clock with their little comfort of their bed yeah. but they never knew and a lot like, of times like it you, was at church. Yeah, and do you remember, like, School of Daniel back in the day, we do these 21-day yeah. intensives. We so would crazy. be at the church morning to night, 21 days straight. And we were hosting guests. And so th this couple, like, stepped in hard because we were literally 21 days straight, morning to night, uh, with our kids. I and, that. And Should missed... we bring that back? Yeah, anyway. Let's do it. The School of Daniel? One person's excited. Yeah, yeah. Where's it's everybody else? Well, it is know. back. It is back online. It's online, though. yeah. But anyways, all I have to say is that like this couple stepped in, so I know this wasn't part of the question, but we love you. See how Thank humble, you. How humble they are. Thank they you. Yeah. Like, shift the, the focus. They they literally can't take forty five minutes for themselves. This is how much they love people. This is how much they love you guys. So much of what they do is for somebody else other than them. And so, receive this morning. Receive it this morning, but thank you. Appreciate the compliment. Um, but yeah, strength in people is the the answer. The people, you guys, the community is the strength of KC. And Harvest, your daughter, if God were to ask you right now, if God were to accelerate an area that you guys have sowed seen in, whether personal or in ministry, and you could have that harvest, that fruit right now, what area would that would you reap the harvest from? First, for me, it's a, it's a, a place to call our own as a house. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about the like the church, like that's the first thing that if we're talking about the church. Yeah, 
For me, I would I would say like there's too many souls out there that are lost, and so I still feel as a church we're called to believe for more. We can get comfortable in there, our small community. It's fun, it's comfortable, it's cozy, it's intimate. But I know God wants us. He there's a space for other people that I know God yeah. has a plan for them yeah. to meet in a relationship, right? Yeah. And so for me that's sad because I do know I'm I'm surrounded by a lot of that don't know God the way we do, the way we get to know God. They have a version of God, but they don't know God the way we do. Yeah. And I know that it's God's heart, especially in these times that, uh, you know, these people would know their identity, which is found in God. And, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, we could go on and on about yeah. that, but that's for sure. There's some people that I'm like, I'm sure you guys have family members that yeah. for you you're believing for when you're here you're praying for certain family members you're praying yeah. for certain friends i want to see the people that you have in your mind like come whether it's if it's in this church or another church but that is there's testimonies coming out of this house of so and so now found jesus and is now in community and you know their life is transformed and they're going to a church doesn't mean to be this one but that those people that we have in our hearts that we'd see harvest for those people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, if I could summarize your journey up into one word, I would say it would be consistency. You guys have been so consistent at knocking, at staying faithful to what you guys can do. And you guys have let God do the rest. And even thinking about how you guys first met, you know, Pastor Sean pursued Pastor Michelle and He's like, you chip, 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 chipped away. You kept knocking at the door. You kept knocking at the door until it was answered. Your home, your personal home, you kept knocking and knocking and knocking until you found the right one. A house for the church, you know, a building. You guys keep knocking and knocking and knocking. Your ears are consistent. You're the same um, in the church and out of the church. You're the same when it comes to a pastoral relationship and a friendship. You're the same when you're flexing on stage in competitions as when you're flexing in the spirit. You're the same when you're kickboxing and when you're slaying demons. You guys are so consistent in, in just staying faithful what, to what you can do and allowing God to do what he's, he's supposed to do. And so that's, if I were to parallel one story in the Bible, it would be the heart of God. You guys really carry and model the heart of God over the last 10 years specifically because we're celebrating 10 is you guys have been consistent in the little you've been faithful in the little and you guys have really honored God first and foremost throughout your entire journey and you know it wouldn't if it weren't for people like you we wouldn't be who we are today for being consistent I've set my wife and I have set roots deep because you guys have tilled land so many people here have set roots deep because you guys have prepared a way for just God to just encounter people for a, play, a container. You guys have created containers for people to experience God and not be left alone, not be left behind. And so I just want to honor you guys this morning for saying yes to Jesus. 20 years ago or so, whenever it is you said yes to Jesus, you guys are faithful and committed. And so uh, we just want to celebrate you guys and honor you this morning. And so we're going to have a couple of people come up and just pray for you guys, pray for your children and the next generation. But then we also want to give you guys the opportunity to just pray for the house and pray for the individuals. So I don't know if, if we all want to just stand in this moment. And if you feel comfortable, just stretch your arms forward just to support our pastors spiritually so that they live another 10 years strong. You know, their, their role, their job, spiritually speaking, is to equip the saints, is to equip us with the tools and the spiritual strength to be able to take dominion over the city spiritually. And so 
please extend your hands forward just as we take these next few moments to just really um, bless our pastors. You guys can come up on stage. We're missing one. We're missing one of our children. Oh, I think they're coming. Are they coming? Oh, I see. Maybe not. Yeah, we'll give her time. I have two things. We have two things. Uh, first, can I have you guys sit just for one second? We oh, have sorry. One, yeah, right, yeah, we have one more video <laughs> that I think it's significant that we 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 played that one video before we pray for them. It's the last one with yeah. Kingdom Culture and Sean and Michelle Gaby, happy 10 year anniversary. I'm so glad to be celebrating with you. And I believe that some significant things are gonna be happening in your 10th year. As a matter of fact, I know that there's been so much favor on you guys and there's been so much synergy, but I believe that there's gonna be a tipping point for this favor to turn into your legacy, to turn into the next 10, the next 20, the next 30 years and beyond. And I believe that God's gonna give wisdom, strategy and revelation and we're celebrating you. You are needed more now than you've ever been needed before. And that's for sure, especially right now in Canada with where Canada's at. I know that you guys, the church is the solution for the moral decline and for just progressive thinking and all these things. And you guys are gonna be part of the answer and part of the solution for God's kingdom heart through kingdom culture. And I'm so excited for you. I pray for you, I'm celebrating you. I love you guys. What's up my friends, Sean and Michelle Gaby. I love y'all so much. Congratulations on 10 years at Kingdom Culture. That is a stunning feat for anybody, but especially for you two and all that you've had to walk through over the past five and six years. I get the advantage of knowing some of the inside scoop of your story, and I know it's not always been the easiest for you guys, but you have persevered. And I wanna say that is exemplary to our generation and to future church planters and pastors and pioneers and preachers all over the world. And so I pray in Jesus' name that for the next 10 years, that the Holy Spirit would amplify your voice and bring to fruition some of the dreams that you guys had before you even got started 10 years ago. I'm talking about those prayer closet moments when you were just in the Holy Ghost crying out to God on behalf of your city and the people uh, who live there. Man, I love y'all. I bless y'all in Jesus' name. And I'm thankful that we have the opportunity to run together. May we do so for the next 50 and see Ottawa shaken for the great name of Jesus. Love y'all so much. So pleased to serve with you. Happy 10. 10 years, 10 amazing years of testimonies, people encountering Jesus, people having mm -hmm. life encounters with God. Maybe we're watching this right now and you never experienced that. You never experienced the love of the Father, but maybe this morning you felt something different. I want to encourage you that one thing different you felt is Jesus, is that missing connection. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we try go our lives looking for the things that we are missing, trying to find them in money, in trips, in so many things. But the answer is for the missing connection is Jesus, the connection that we want to have with the Father. And I want to encourage you to say yes this morning. Mm -hmm. If you want to receive Jesus in your life, please repeat this prayer with me. And this is just the start of an amazing journey with Him, a journey of hope that He has prepared for you, for your life. So if this is you, I want to encourage you to repeat this prayer after me saying, Lord Jesus, I give you my hearts. I say yes to you. I ask forgiveness for my sins. And I accept you into my hearts. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. 
and for resurrecting and mm -hmm. giving me a new and fresh life. I say yes to you today and every day in your precious name. Amen. amen amen and if you made a decision today please email us at preamhinoculture.ca we would love to hear from you to celebrate you and to send resources your way that's it guys we're still celebrating 10 years and for 10 years more 20 years more and so many more we love you guys and we can't wait to see you next week have a good one bye bye